Welcome to Dad Devotionals with Dave Domzowski. This is the place for Christian fathers, husbands, and those who love them to find the inspiration, grace, and guidance to help you live God's will for your life and finish your race strong. We share scripture readings, prayers, and advice to help you in your personal and professional life. Now pop in the earbuds or turn up the volume and let's get to today's episode. Hey guys, are you in a leadership role in your current job? If so, I have a course for you. It's called Heroic Leadership. There is only one thing that's certain, and that is there will be uncertainty. But you don't have to wait around for things to happen. You can take charge of your life, your people, and your career. Instead of being reactive, you can be proactive. You can pivot when things go awry, which they inevitably will. Instead of operating from a fixed mindset, you can operate from a growth mindset. You can see opportunity not lack. Instead of focusing on only yourself, you can come from a place of empathy. You can be that rising tide that lifts other boats. It's time you forge ahead with an inspired plan and the motivation to execute it. You see the caliber of people that you'll be spending time with here. As Jim Rome said, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Well, you're spending time with Jeffrey Hazlett, who will guide you through what it's like to answer the call as a C-suite executive. You're listening to Sarah Staley, who has dealt with many crises in her own time at Stanford University Medical Center. You'll also hear from Sean Maroney, who has suffered from obesity and other issues his entire life. Yet all these people are stronger for their experience and will teach you how to overcome anything. Now is the time to be extraordinary. Now is the time to step up. Now is the time to be your best when things are at their worst. It's time to answer the call. Join us today. Go to daddevotionals.com slash leader right now. That's daddevotionals.com slash leader to get instant access to this course. Now, let's get to today's episode. Welcome to Dad Devotionals. I'm Dave Domzowski. Today's featured guest is Greg McAvoy. He's a father, husband, speaker, and coach who helps Christian men get unstuck through practical systems. Greg is here to talk to us today about how we can start 2022 off right. Greg, welcome to the show. It is so great to have you. Hey, man. It's so good to see you as well and good to be here. Uh, thanks so much for having me. No, no problem. So I gave everybody a brief intro of you there, but please tell us a little more about yourself uh, for those that may not know you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, a lot of what I do came out of a journey of my own life. I was, uh, I was running a lead or leading a pastor, a lead pastor of a church, and um, I was hitting all the metrics. Everything on the outside looked great, but internally I was just struggling. Like I was stuck. And uh, so as I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to go like I, sh- I should know the answer, right? You know, I tell people all the time, like, hey, there's hope in Jesus and find it. But I just found that like. I didn't know what a lot of the Christian cliches meant, you know? And so you're like, Hey, pray until something happens. And you're like, great. What does that mean? And, uh, you know, just give it over to God. And you're like, sounds awesome. Uh, and so I just literally just like, I can't keep going like this. And it wasn't anything bad. It was just internal, externally, everything was great. Internally I was imploding. And so I just started kind of chipping my way out of it and documenting it. And as I was sharing my journey with others, I saw guys leaning in and uh, the thing that I've noticed, you know, I I think one of the 
greatest questions I ever heard was a guy named by the name of Andy Stan asked it, like, what breaks your heart? And it was guys that have it all that are dying inside. And so that's kind of what started the whole practice is that Christian cliches sound really good, but they induce shame because we don't know how they work. Mm-hmm. And we don't know that our part in changing our lives and God's part in changing our lives. And so we just hide behind these things, but we're not going to really admit that like, we don't know if they work. And so we're just trying to be like, Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to have a positive attitude till God bails me out. Um, but yeah, so that's really what I started doing. And I just took my journey, wrote it down, started passing it along, passing it along and people started leaning in. And so here we are. No, I, I love that because it goes back to being an authentic Christian. You know, you, you like you said, you can say all the cliches. You can do that in any any profession too, or any, or any other religion. But if you're not actually living it out, what is the purpose, right? And especially right. in Christianity, because we believe this is this is the one true faith. So hey, you know, you're hearing these things every Sunday. You're you're going to your Bible studies. You know, maybe you were you went to Sunday school, or maybe you went to Catholic school all your life. Whatever it is. But how are you living it out? And I think that that really falls on the shoulders uh, of, of the fathers, especially. Um, and that's the whole, whole reason, the, the whole genesis behind this podcast. So you say you help Christian men get unstuck. What are the common areas that they get stuck on? And what do you do to help? Yeah, man. So, you know, I call them, I call them the soft goals of life. It's the things we all have great intentions about, but you don't get immediate feedback for. So you're personal spiritual development, your relational life with your wife and your kids, um, discovering your purpose. Most people don't know what their purpose is. Um, they're just doing what they're in whatever way, whether it's their kids' sports. You know, it, a lot of these people have worked all their lives to get somewhere in their career. And they're like, I got to check my kid's soccer schedule. And so, which is run by a 25-year-old and, and which is great, but it's weird because you can go through this cycle of not being clear of who you are and you hit your 30, late thirties, forties and fifties. And then this 25 year old is like, Hey, last minute practice. And they're like, okay, I'll show up to practice. And, um, and it, what happens is, is people aren't living intentionally. They're living reactionary. I call it red bubble living. And so, you know, guys get up and they check their feeds, emails, texts, phone calls, um, social media feeds, because they're looking for triggers of what do I do today instead of living out their purpose. And so what happens is, is people, you'll hear guys say like, I, I think I'm happier. I think, I think this is, this is God's will for my life. And so a couple of things I do is I've created a system called the four quadrant quiet time. Jesus mm-hmm. identifies four quadrants in people's lives um, that, that are the holistic version of who you are as a man. And whether you're single, married, divorced, widow, whatever, whatever your stage of life, and then you can be a woman too, and it fits, but it's the four quadrants. And, you know, people are trying to deepen their life and the fullness of their life, but it's usually like, how do you want to do it? I just need to pray, my, pray more and read my Bible. And you're like, ah, there's more to it. And so you're leaving three fourths of your life untouched on most days. Um, and, and, and so just, hey, creating an investment system. Really, the thing that I, I, figured out was, and this was, this was the genesis of it all. Mm-hmm. I asked myself this question. I was seeing a counselor and I was on my way home and it this wrecked me as I thought to myself, if my wife took my kids and left me and my boss fired me, why would I get up in the morning? I didn't have an answer. Wow. And that freaked me out. 
And so I went on this quest to go like, surely. And the purpose driven life, it's like, Hey, we all exist to glorify God, which sounds awesome. Mm -hmm. But the problem with that theory was, is God gave you a unique DNA strand. He knows the hairs on your head. You're the only version of you that will ever live. And yet we all have a generic purpose. And so the specific purpose matters, but it's not only having like a vision statement, it's how do you choose to do that? Mm -hmm. And so I found out what's my specific purpose. And then this is how I do it. And then orchestrate my life and those activities uh, or my activities for the day to push that forward. Um, and so uh, the four quadrant quiet time, I basically give people a to-do list. Do you know why devotional sales work? They put a date on top of the page. People pay for on January 3rd, read this. And they do. And then they're like, oh, great. And it gets them 30 days down the road. And so I've built a system go like every day, invest in these areas and build in these areas and be proactive in it. So, uh, but the other thing that I realized is like Jesus version of Christianity and Paul's version of following Jesus on earth were different than mine. Um, Jesus was like, hey, Come to me, all who are weary, and my burden is easy, my yoke is light. I was like, that doesn't feel like my life. Or Paul sitting in a prison cell goes, hey, look, man, you can leave me here and, um, you know, and kill me. Uh, and that's a win. Or I'll stay here in prison and just keep writing letters encouraging brothers and sisters in Christ. That's a win, too. Either way, I can't lose. Right. And I'm just like, that's not my version of Christianity. And I found my version of Christianity was standing on the edge of whatever my vice was and we all have one mm -hmm. and we're like don't fall in the hole don't fall in the hole and christianity is really an adventure that god's called you to so the four quadrant quiet time stealing paul's blueprint of how is it that paul approached life and helping men apply it to every aspect of their life giving men the rules of life go like hey we operate by these rules and and it gives them a filter of like, hey, this is how you should go. Um, the other things help men find their specific purpose and then help them connect their specific purpose to what they do every day. Mm -hmm. And that's the real key because not everyone finds their purpose and gets to get paid for it immediately. And so it's understanding how does my profession tie to my purpose in a season and what could seem to be a purposeless money making job. If you can figure out a way to tie it to your purpose, gives it meaning. And, and, and so it's taking guys through that way. The other thing is that I, I help do is we built an app to help guys navigate their emotions. We're scared to death of emotions, but emotions are basically like flashing signs. Like, Hey, look under here. There's something to, to notice, whether it's your happiness, your sadness, your anger, and, and really doing that, you can take people's mindsets and shift them. Um, and sh by shifting the narrative of the story, they're telling themselves, uh, in their emotional outbursts. But a lot of it, all, all that, all that, those are all the practical. It all comes down to this. You want to change your life, change your mind. And most people don't have a blueprint. I thought changing my mind for years was like, don't sin, don't think dirty thoughts, don't think dirty thoughts, don't think dirty thoughts. Right. And, you know, and, and so you're just, you're just in this weird battle of like, don't picture that, don't think of that, don't remember this, don't, um, don't desire the sins. But it's so much bigger than that. And when you get the mindset shift by understanding those pieces of the puzzle to live a proactive life, what you do is, is you create an adventure you're chasing, then a hole, then try not to fall in a giant hole, mm. like a spiritual chasm, and God's going to get pissed at me. 
And it's a, it's a different way of looking at life. It's uh, stepping into who God wants you to be versus just being moral, which is what most people do. They're just really nice versions of humanity. Mm. Wow, man. That so is, that, that's, that's what I do. That's that. No, that's incredible. And you know what, what, what I thought about as you, as you were ending there is the, the whole mindset aspect, you know, and Christ told us you're, you're transformed by the renewal of your mind. We are, and this is a constant theme that keeps coming up in my, in my interviews lately is we, we need to put on Christ every day. Like you said, you have to, you have to be intentional about it. You have to wake up with that, with that mindset. And it, it, it's a change. And, and maybe for some, it's just a slight change, but your evidence of that, how powerful that is. And now you're able to coach guys into doing it. And I, I also want to say, I, I am actually living proof of part of your, uh, you know, part of your change model, because, you know, I, I was in accounting for a long time, probably about a decade. Yeah. And I just this last year, a pandemic, no less, was able to change my career because of uh, working on the side to build up a, a different skill set. And I was able to jump into yeah, public affairs. And, but mm-hmm. it, I mean, it, you know, I, I went through my own fair share of spiritual battles and, and worldly battles to try to get there. But, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm living proof. You're living proof that, hey, hey, guys, you can do this. And maybe 2022 is your year to at least get started. And stop kicking the can down the road and expecting things to change without you actually waking up and showing up and being that guy that actually does something about it. So thank you for that, man. And I could end it right there because that oh, is dude. awesome. <laughs> that is so awesome, but I'm oh, not going to. <laughs> so now go ahead. You, you, you laid out a great, a great plan. So how can guys put this into practice to start this year off right at home, at work, at church, at church, all, all facets of their lives? What can they do? Yeah, I, I think the first thing I would say is start moving forward. If you just pick a direction, start moving forward. So most people, when they look back on God's grace, they're like, God can forgive a murderer and he can forgive an adulterer and whatever the worst sins you could think of. You know, we're like, God can forgive them. But when we look at grace moving forward, we're scared to death to misstep. Like, oh, I can't. I'm going to just wait on God. I'm going to wait on God because we're so scared of like, if I take a step, God's going to smite me and the journey's over. But the truth is, is like, if you got this grace, that goes like, look, these people really screwed up and you're trying hard. I think God's gracious enough to go like, Oh, just off of here. Just come back here over here. And, and so I would say just move forward. Most people get paralysis by analysis, but I would change it to paralysis by perfection. We're like, God's plan is perfect. But if you think about following God, here's the thing to think about. Two things that, that are just crazy about the Bible when you look at it. Number one, God never delivers a full plan from the beginning. He looked at Abraham and he goes, go to the land, I'll show you. Okay, which way? Left. And, nope, just keep going. I'll tell you when to turn right. You know, that, that was the way God left. Uh, um, it, was, it was, he was just giving the people the next step. And people believe faith is understanding the full journey and then building into it. What faith is, is you go, all right, I'm going to walk and God, I'm going to trust that you're good. And you're going to tell me the next step. And so it's moving forward without the perfect plan. Um, And and that's the, that's the frustrating part about following God is we believe God's plan is revealed from top to bottom of like, 
you're going to transition career on this date, and then it's going to look like this, and you're going to go through this phase, and you're going to go through this phase, but here's where you're going to end up, and so it's worth it. But God hasn't proven, at least scripturally, to be that God. Right. God has proven to be is like, hey, I need to start working on a different career set or a skill set for your case. I need you to start thinking different. I need you to think about, for me in my case, is like, start taking note of your journey. <laughs> you know, that was that's what it was. And it's fine tuning and going through it. And, and so I would say, move. The one mantra I, I cannot preach enough, God's miracles happen in your motion. God's miracles will happen in your motion. There is not a miracle of Jesus that I'm aware of. Now, I always always preface it with that because I'm sure someone's like smarter than me and they're going to go, aha. <laughs> but every miracle of Jesus that I know of off the top of my head had an element of human action to it. Yeah. The water turned to wine when the servant took the water to the, the headmaster of the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the disciples had to hand out the food from the basket to feed the 5,000 and the surplus came as they went because it was they were physically incapable of carrying that much food at one time in one basket. Um, blind Bartimaeus called out to Jesus. Triple man had to get up and walk. The blind man had to go wash his eyes in the desert. What most Christians do is they just sit and they pray Hail Mary prayers. They're like, God, save me. God, fix my marriage. God, you know, whatever it is. And that's not how God works. And, 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 I, and the piece of the puzzle is, is you are an active part. And our job is to do everything we can. And the surplus, the miracle of God is the surplus that comes up and meets us mm. at God's perfect timing. And that's kind of the dynamic that I really want to encourage people to do is like, just move. Yeah. Just move. Um, the second is make a plan. Like plan to go somewhere but be open-handed enough to be aware of God's leading. That's where people go wrong. They're like, I'm just waiting on God. Why are you waiting? I'm just going to sit here. So God tells me differently. It's like, how about you walk and wait with an open posture? Right? Like, it's always easier to help things in motion stay in motion than it is to get something stopped to moving. Um, little physics I'm call too, huh? Yeah, yeah, I mean... It, <laughs> You know, that's the thing. That's the thing with the world. It's, it's, it's God's, it's just evidence of this, how God works. When I create the world, I create these dynamics and these principles and what is true in science is true in humanity and all the way across the board. So that's a, I could get on a soapbox about that. No, that's great. We we could always have you back for for another episode too. (laughs) Come on, man. Let's do it. I love talking about this stuff. Well, I want to switch gears a little bit, but it's not complete. A completely, it's not a complete switch. But I, I saw when I was looking up things about you that you conduct men's retreats and you stuff for men and and uh, or fathers and uh, and their kids. So, can you tell us about these? What what are these experiences like, and what do they what do the fathers and their kids do on these uh, on these trips, and what do they learn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh... part of it is, um, and this is the great part about my life is I just tinker with ideas, you know? And, and, um, so I'm like, what do I want to do? But here are the things with the men's retreats. The men's retreats are essentially this idea. Um, 
I call them Holy Land experiences. My wife, my wife's like, you can't call it a Holy Land experience because it's not Jerusalem. You're not walking through Jesus' tomb. And I was like, well, people that are in Jerusalem probably aren't walking through Jesus' tombs. Anyway, that's a whole different conversation. But there is an element that lures people and an element that captures people. And so I try to use adventure to lure people and the experience to capture them. And so I took a group of guys shark diving. Um, which was a blast. We got in and we swam with 11 bull sharks and five sand sharks. Um, you know, but there's an element of beauty when you're just out and about and you're out of your element. Um, there's something powerful about taking a man out of his normal life, putting him in this over the top experience and allowing him to take, take inventory of where life is. Um, and, and so leveraging those kind of over the top experiences, um, to really capture the heart of men. But the father's thing, this was the piece that I, I, I noticed from, from leading in a church. Mm-hmm. No dad, no husband wants to suck. Like no one sets up to do that. It's like no one, I've not met a dad. Maybe there is one out there, but I've not met it. It's like, I hope that when my kid is grown, our relationship is strained and they end up in thousands, tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars of counseling and have some sort of father scar that they can't see God clearly. Right. Right. No one's vision. But intention doesn't create results. Action does. And so you have dads with great intentions, but not really the platform. So um, on, on this, on this father's, uh, father-kid retreat, uh, we took a bunch of uh, dads and kids deep sea fishing. And we took them down to the beach. But every night had an element of connection where mm-hmm. I set dads up for success. So uh, the first night, uh, I had them evaluate their experience. I had the dads go, what do you want in 20 years? And ask the kids, what do you want now? And they had a journal and they wrote it down and they came back together. And, and the, the lesson was, dad, if you want that in 20 years, you need to give them what they need now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next night we had them uh, read, read uh, I had the dads write a letter of everything that they feel. You know, we need, an, we need a moment to say it. Uh, and so I had to write dads, write down letters of everything they feel and read it to their kids. Like I said, you have to look at them, you have to read it to your kids. I mean, just powerful, man. Um, To be on the beach and have them reading that was super cool. And then the last night I said, all right, what's your plan? You know, I've given you, I've given you a couple things. I've helped you make a plan. We did that on Friday. We evaluated, Um, you know, I said, so so what what is your plan for, I called them shoulder to shoulder experience. Mm -hmm. So we called them common shoulder to shoulder experience. I was like, you know what, what is your regular connection activity? Is it building Legos? Is it doing a puzzle? Is it pitching ball? What is it? What is it? And just plant, put that, just put that down. Um, what's your over the top experience and not something massive, but just something that says, Hey, this is special to us. Right. Uh, a year ago, a year and a half ago, I took my son on a 36 hour ski trip. We drove five hours one way, five hours back and a day on the slopes. And I mean, he was dead, but it's the trip he talks about. Yeah. It was super cheap. We stayed at a budget hotel, went to a dinky ski resort. It's a, it's a memory he'll never he'll never miss. And we're it's a yearly thing. Now my my second son is waiting until he he's like, how old do I have to be before I go on the trip with y'all? <laughs> and, and so it's 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 those purposeful, intentional shoulder to shoulder moments. And and that's how um, I think we have the opportunity to lead is is that kind of dynamic. So it, it's creating moments that maybe people just don't know to create for themselves. They would willingly do it. They just don't have the framework. How, uh, how many have you done so far of those? 
so this year, I'll be, I'll be honest, uh, this year, I, it was just crossing stuff off the list. So I've done one of each. Um, and then it just, for, for me, I, I do lead a church still. Um, I do the coaching thing still. And so um, it's figuring out, I got four kids at home. And so you don't want to, you don't want to try to save the world and sell your, sell your soul down the river. Right. And, and so I do it, I do it based off of my desire feedback of, of guys that I get on the trip. Uh, so I just did the father kid trip in September. Uh, the, the shark diving trip was in May. Um, so we've talked about doing a guy's ski trip, but I also got to look at the framework of my life and, and just go like, look, I'm not the savior of the world. I just introduce people to one who is, and, um, you know, and if I'm not the guy, I'm sure someone else out there can do it. Great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man. But, but you know what, at least you, you introduce the idea to folks and maybe they can do a one-on-one with their kids or they can get a, a group of their family or uh, their friends together, or maybe someone else can, you know, step in your, in, in your place and do it for other guys. But the point is they got that experience and now they know they have a plan. They, yeah. know, what, they know what to, they know what they, what's important to them and they know what's important to their mm-hmm. children. So, I mean, I, you know, kudos to you for that. That's, that's pretty amazing. Um, well, I do, I, I, my favorite story, go ahead. No, no, please, please. I, I was going to tell you my favorite story of the one that came out of the trip was a guy who was interested in the trip and I was telling him all about it. He just called me and goes, dude, I want to do it, but I, I just don't know if my son's ready to go. I said, totally cool. I said, I challenge you to do it on your own. And he held the same weekend we did it. And he just took a little two-hour trip. And I got to see him afterwards. And he's like, man, it was so fun. And his wife was just bragging on him. And I just, I said, dude, I'm so proud of you for doing it. Awesome. I'm so glad I did it. And, and it's, sometimes it's just simply this, holding spot on your calendar. That's all it is. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, but, it, and it goes back to what you said at the outset, being intentional, you know, being intentional about mm-hmm. that time. Maybe it's not a trip like you're taking, but maybe it's, maybe it's playing those Legos uh, a couple times a week. I know that's some, I'm not, I don't love Legos, but my son does. It's, you know, dying yeah. to self in a sense and doing mm-hmm. what you necessarily don't want to do, but it, it, those, whatever time you give them is so precious and they value it so much. Um, you know, it, it, it is a true blessing if you, if you're intentional about it, and you create the time and you put it on your calendar, you put it on your schedule and you just go out there and do it. Because like you said, no dad wants to suck. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, and I'll tell you this, it, it, dads, this is important. And this was, this was life altering when I figured this out is if you leave, if you live a reactive life to your kids and your wife, mm-hmm. pretty much what they're going to hear is gratitude when they go really over the top mm-hmm. or mostly just correction. And so you've got to, uh, are you familiar with Gary Chapman's five love, love languages? Of course. Yes. Yeah. So he introduces this idea of a love tank and we always think mm. of it. And I do it in marriage, but once I was like, everybody's got a love tank Yes. and being a role of a dad, a corrector, a developer, all those things, there's a lot of withdrawals. And if you don't take the proactive, uh, approach with your wife, with your kids, they're going to go, dad's happy when I excel at this level. And they're, and which really screws with their mindset. It's like, Hey, my heavenly father's only ma- happy with me when I do mission trips or when I do, you know, these over the top experience, because dad's proud of me when I had a good game. That's when he told me congrats. And so you've got to build in those times, those consistent times where you're just like, dude, I'm proud of you because you are my son. No other reason. Um, I, that's a whole different thing on the, on the mindset deal of how we can set our kids up for success on mindset, uh, which 
sometimes we inadvertently stunt their mindset growth based off the way we praise or uh, discipline, which is a whole different conversation. But yeah, just investing proactively or you're going to live at a deficit for all your life. There's a reason that most dads at eight, nine, 10 are already at a deficit and they're like, I hate my dad and I want out. And it's because they're at a deficit and it's just, that's the way God made us to be relationally. Well, you, you make a good point though. You know, I mean, not to put even more pressure on, on fathers, but the way children relate to God is similar to how they relate to their father and, and their mother, but I think particularly mm-hmm. their father. And when you, you know, you, you have conditions on that love, they can't comprehend a God that loves them unconditionally. So, I mean, I think, you know, we need to think about that. It goes back to being intentional. Think about that. What are you putting in to your kid? What are you, what are you putting into them? Um, you know, I, yeah. I, I try to, if I screw up and I, I've, I've gotten better about this, but when I screw up, I, I try to be like, I try to stop myself and I'm like, oh man, if it's bad, I got to walk out of the room, but I'll stop myself. And then I will humble myself and go and apologize to my three-year-old daughter or, or, or six-year-old son, you know, and, and I've gotten, yeah. I've started doing this more and more. Um, but be, just because I don't want to be the father that had, doesn't have their kids come home for Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> you know what I mean? hundred like, percent. I mean, so I'm, you know, there's a lot I still have to work on. Obviously all of us guys do, but I'm trying to at least start that now where daddy's not above apologizing. Daddy's not above yeah. admitting he's wrong. <laughs> yeah. so, um, to that point though, the next question I do, I do sure. for you. Yeah. What's something that you're struggling with in your life and what are you doing going into 2022 here? Uh, to overcome it? So uh, the one thing that I would say, man, is just eating my lunch that I'm just like, "Ah, I got to do it is I have for the life of me always outworked uh, a bad, bad nutrition. I've just Mm. always outworked bad nutrition. So looking at me, it doesn't look like I am, I'm out of shape at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, Where, where it's starting to show up is I'm getting tired. Mm-hmm. And what I'm I'm sitting there going is like God has called me and God has entrusted me with more than I'm physically able to give by the way I fuel my body. Mm-hmm. And so really diving into diving into how I'm eating, what I'm eating, um, those kind of deals. I got a, I got a sweet tooth. I, I'm the guy that uh, I'll never be crucified because I I don't like the taste of alcohol because it's sour, but man, I will drop candy so fast. Uh, it's not even funny. Um, and so, and so just really getting, really making the connection that, Hey, my nutrition and my output for my purpose are directly linked. It's not like, Hey, stay in the jeans. Hey, stay in the shirt. Hey, you know, look good for swimsuit season. It is dude, if you don't want to keep tapping out at three o'clock and the rest of the days, yeah, your family gets less of you. You got to change that up. So that's that's my big one. Um, so what I'm doing is number one, I'm I'm kind of creating input habits. Like, okay, what are the what are the natural input habits to get more greens in me? Mm-hmm. Um, the other one is is just tracking. Um, the biggest thing I'll say this: this is a this is a hack you can use in any part of your life. Um, track what's important to you. So, uh, I, I help, I help guys create a life score 
And I'll ask them in the coaching session, hey, how are you doing? And what's the, what's, they're always the same. Oh, good. I mean, I didn't do great. I mean, just not good. I go, okay, let's keep score. Well, what's your score? And I'll start working them down the life score. Yikes. And, and once that, once they have to do that, they're like, I said, so do you, can you see why maybe, why maybe you feel like you're losing in that area? And I, oh, I haven't touched it. I go, yeah. That, and so track, track what you want to know. Uh, don't leave it to your, don't leave it to your feelings. Cause they're going to lie to you. Uh, I, I, I created a marriage report card, um, for, for one of my clients that really wanted to, uh, uh, deepen his connection with his wife and well, wait, um, who, now who, who keeps score on that one <laughs> no it was a, it was a it was a uh you know he, here's the thing with the soft soft goals of life mm-hmm. we don't find them it's i want to be a good dad i want to be a good husband i want to so we broke it down what is a good husband and we just started rationing through every area all right marriage is made up of uh Relational, physical, uh, spiritual, and um, oh, dude, I just blanked on it. First um, was uh, physical fun. Um, what is what is the commitment you need to make? And we'll keep score. And um, and so we just created this report card of the elements of what a good made a good marriage and how he was doing, and we would just check in over and over and over, and just like, okay, and and everything in life is become less obsessed with chasing the sunrise, become more obsessed with laying bricks. Mm. And what you'll do is you'll lay bricks all the way to the sunrise. And, you know, not the sunrise, the castle, whatever destination, whatever magical spiritual destination. Will make. But, mm. um, and, and, and brick layers are the ones that make things happen. Um, sunrise chasers are just dreamers. And, and so, um, and so just tracking what I, what I eat, what is going in, um, those kind of elements. Cause it'll just go like, here's how you really did. Not like, Oh, I had a good day. I ate pretty good. It's like, nah, you did good. You didn't do good. Just, and, and here's the thing. I'm not against you having bad days. Just admit it to yourself when you're having a bad day. Absolutely. You know, it's like, dude, I ate ice cream for every meal. Okay. As long as you know that going in and you're not looking back on like, dude, did I just eat ice cream for every meal? That's all it is. You know, it's like, give your, acknowledge what you're doing and then go like, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, so well, that, that would, that would be mine. They said that fuel connection. With, no, that, uh, that's with great. And it, my life looks like. Yeah. And, and it goes back to the, to the theme of this episode, which is that being intentional. I mean, you're, you're systematizing, you know, the inputs into your body and that's, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about uh, the early part of 2022 here. So this is something that you want to do. You, you, do you want to, you, you made a New Year's resolution, you know, to yourself, to God, to your, to your, to your family. What are you going to, what are you going to do with it? How are you going to show up? What yeah. inputs are you going to put into your, into your mind, into your prayer life, into your kids? What are you going to do? That's something to think about it. And that's one of, going to be one of the main takeaways from this episode, guys, is intentionality and how you're actually going to live out what you say you're going to do. And to that end, my, my, my next question for you is, you know, one of the ways that, you know, I, I've learned that we can take God's kingdom by force is with our generosity. So how do you practice generosity and servant leadership in your life, Greg? Well, I, I'll challenge every person to say this, and you might be like, well, you run a church. You have to say this. Um, we, we don't even bat an eye at, at giving 10%. That's just what we do. 
Um, you know, and, but I would say that's easy because it's just so much ingrained and we have it automatically come out. And then all of a sudden it's, it's, it's basically, that's the way to do it. And, and sure. you want to create the least amount of resistance to get to the path you want to be on. So if you want to be a generous person, just take away the obstacles and you'll ultimately become generous. I mean, it's just like, I, I call them making decisions in the sober moments of life. Um, you know, it's, it's when you decide, okay, these are how I'm going to keep myself where I want to go mm-hmm. in the moments that you have all your faculties. But as the day wears on, you're, you wear down and, and then just trying to react out of willpower, it goes away. Yes, And so make those decisions so that when your willpower goes, you still follow through. Um, I'll tell you the one thing that I am doing more of is, and, and I don't know what kind of audience you have, and this may sound super charismatic, but oh well, um, is I just try to listen to promptings and show up, show up when they come. Um, and so, uh, the other day I was researching a guy I knew from way back when, and I found out he was, uh, He's for whatever reason, his name popped in my head. So I was kind of looking around on the internet. Hey, what's he doing? And he's starting a church. And I mean, it's just like, send a hundred dollars. And I was like, God, I haven't talked to this guy. And I'll tell you this a hundred dollars when you're starting a church is not going to change the world. Right. Uh, you know, it's like, cool. That'll buy a pack of diapers for a month, <laughs> you know, in the nursery. And, yeah. and so, um, so there's part of like shame on me. It was like, I want to give more. I want to prove like I've done something with my life. It's about the discipline of showing up and being open-handed. But the other piece of the puzzle that I think we can factor in is how are you with your time? How are you with your attention? How are you with your resources? Um, We always think about it as a money exchange. I have $20. I give you whatever the amount is. It's the truth is, is God gives you a repertoire to invest into the world. And figuring out, hey, the most generous thing I can do is just look you in the eyes and listen and put my phone on silent. That's the most generous thing I could do in this moment because you don't need my 20 bucks. You need a listening ear or someone who's dialed in. Um, The most generous thing I can do is I got this resource that you need and, and it would be a stretch for me to just let you borrow it openly, you know? And, and so just being open-handed with what God has you has in your life for other people. I think that is the biggest thing is generosity is a much larger scale than just the financial aspect, but it's been driven in our minds so much that it is generosity is directly linked with finances, um, that it's going to, uh, that's what it all comes down to. But I'll tell you this one thing I stole this from, uh, Dave Ramsey and a buddy of mine did it. And he said it was the most fun thing. Uh, teaching your kids to be generous, a whole different conversation. Mm. And so we do, we do operation generosity at Christmas time. And we go to waffle house one night and we have a hundred dollar bill. And, um, and we, we, we tell our kids, Hey, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to leave this tip for this, this person. Um, and, and so the whole night they're excited. We're excited. You keep, drumming it up. It's like, oh, I, what do you think they're going to think? And then you try to wait till they go back in the back and you run outside, but you try to park to where they can see it because what you want in, in your kid's life is something we had 
can bless other people. Mm -hmm. And if you can get that mindset in their head, I have something that you could use or you could benefit from, or just as I see you, um, that can go massive amounts in teaching your kids um, moments. And um, because I'm hokey, I like to brand things so that maybe one day they're like, with their kids, Operation Generosity. Um, and so, and, and you know, maybe it'll live on, but it was, wasn't even my idea. It was Dave Ramsey. So I, you, you better get but, the domain name now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, that that's, that's the piece of the puzzle that I'm learning is so many times I think money and people don't need money. People need more of you to be present because mm. your most finite thing is, is your attention, that's not even your time. I would say your attention. Mm -hmm. um, because that's the thing we scrimp on the most. I mean, how many times on a date night with your wife or with your kids, you're like, ding, ding, you know, exactly, uh, exactly. which goes, which goes, you have my time, you don't have my attention. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, and I'm, I'm trying to be more generous with my attention. Um, you know, cause I think that really can profoundly transform the way people feel about themselves because the way you feel about them. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, wh where's your attention drawn to? Is it to your phone? You know, is it to the worldly pleasures of life? Is it, is it to the heavenly pleasures? Is it to your family? You know, I, mm -hmm. as you were talking there, Greg, I, I couldn't help but think about, you know, how many talents were given, you know, are you, are you burying that talent? Are you sharing it with the world? Are you being generous in that aspect? Mm -hmm. uh, just again, and so it goes back to being intentional. How are you, how are you intentional with your time? and with your attention. So keep that in mind. So Greg, we are almost out of time, but I want everybody to know how can they connect with you? Where can they learn more about what you're doing? Anything you got going on in 2022 that you wanted to tell us about? Yeah, yeah. Um, right now, the easiest way to connect with me is uh, either in one-on-one -on -one coaching or group coaching. And, and I'll tell you why coaching matters. Because um, two things that coaching does is, is you're paying for two things, clarity and accountability. All the answers are on Google. There, but there's a reason you haven't done it. You're not sure what to do and you can't get yourself to show up every day. That's what you pay a coach for. And, and so, uh, so I'm doing that and creating some groups, uh, group dynamics where you can journey together with other guys. But the best way to do it is you can go to my website, gregmacavoy.com, uh, reach out to me there. Or uh, I have a free Facebook group where I just download thoughts like this uh, pretty much every day, uh, just ways that you can challenge yourself or think uh and and move forward there and if if something i said sparks maybe something there will help you out and that's on facebook it's unstuck christian men uh is the name of that uh facebook group and um you can jump on in and just follow along perfect guys i will link that up in the show notes and it'll be on the daddevotionals.com website so you can check it out there as well greg this has been a pleasure man i, I know it's been enlightening for me I and i and i know any guy listens to this is going to get plenty of value out of it. And uh, I wish you the best with, wish you the best to your family Thanks, and to the, Thank you. and to those that you pastor and to those that, those that you coach and God bless you, sir. Hey man, I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening to dad devotionals with me, Dave Domzowski. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review and also email us at daddevotionals at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash daddevotionals and also youtube.com slash daddevotionals. Make sure to subscribe, like us, do whatever you got to do to stay in touch. Thank you for listening. <laughs>